Hey, I'm Maria Hedian, a former corporate professional turned CEO and fashion career educator. At 15, I decided I was going to be in the fashion industry and set out to find my path, no matter what that took. With zero industry context, I worked job after job, some of them completely unpaid, in order to find my way into this exclusive industry. Knowing the hardships of getting into the fashion industry firsthand, I took 20 plus years of personal experiences and turned them into tools to help you turn your passion into confidence and your dreams into reality. Join me each week as we discuss all of your career questions and identify behind the scenes industry strategies and techniques. Every episode is designed to help you take immediate action that will take your fashion career to the next level. Together, we will make your fashion career dreams a reality. This is Into the Fashion Industry. Well, hello there. I hope you're enjoying your summer. We're actually going through a heat wave here on the East Coast. And unfortunately, my studio gets very little air circulation. So I will be keeping this episode short and sweet. But don't worry, my friend, I'm still packing it with actionable steps that will help you in your fashion career. Now, as you're gearing up to head back to school or simply looking for new opportunities for the fall season, I thought that I'd start with the basics and talk to you about something very important in your fashion career journey. And that's your resume. Today's lesson is good all year round for any job, internship, or opportunity within the industry. So no matter what date it is for you when you're listening to this episode or what role you're applying for, I hope that you'll consider this advice and give it a try. In this episode, we're going to be talking about a very specific part of your resume, the objective. There has been so much back and forth about this particular part of the resume between people who say it needs to be removed and those that are reluctant to part with it. Now, a resume objective is a statement that says what you want, what specific position or what professional goals you're trying to achieve. Personally, I always advise any fashion professionals that I work with to remove the objective and substitute it with some other useful things instead. Today, I'll be breaking down the three very specific reasons why you should remove the objective area from your resume right now and what you should absolutely be including instead. Now, if you fall under the category of not being able to part with your objective section just yet, I also include some tips that will make your objective a bit more powerful than the usual ones, though I do hope this episode helps you see how using one of these other suggestions instead of an objective can create a huge impact on your job search and on your career. The first reason I advise any fashion professional that I'm working with to remove their objective is because it takes up the most valuable real estate. Now, as you know, your resume is a document that often determines whether or not you'll move forward and get an interview. Because the objective is usually placed in the first section under your personal information, it's the first thing recruiters or hiring managers will read. According to Forbes, you have about three seconds to capture the hiring manager or recruiter's attention. In that time, you want to make sure the information that they're reading is compelling enough to get them to continue going through the rest of your resume. An objective statement is pretty redundant. If you're applying for the specific role, it should already be clear to the hiring manager or to anyone reading your resume what your objective is based on this alone. Repeating it will only cause the hiring manager to use their three seconds to read your objective and move on to the next resume. By including an objective, you're hiding your best qualities and letting it overshadow your resume. Simply put, it's crucial that you put the best content towards the top of your resume. The second reason is that they're vague and outdated. Objective statements don't tell the hiring managers anything new. 
I've seen objectives that look like a long run-on sentence full of large words that in the end don't provide any insight on who you are as a professional or what you could bring to the company you're applying to. Additionally, objectives are an older resume trend, which means that using one could unintentionally date you. The hiring manager could make one of the following assumptions. They might assume that your skills and your experience are also not up to date, or that you're very inexperienced and you're just following templates that were given in school or that you found online. It may also signal that you haven't updated your resume in a long time, giving the impression that you didn't put much effort into your application. Or worse still, it could unintentionally open you up to age discrimination, depending on your experience and your years in the industry. I like to think of it like this. Just like fashion trends change, so should your resume. The third reason to not include an objective in your resume is that they're self-important. One of the biggest issues with objective statements is that they are entirely focused on you, what you want the hiring manager to do for you, or what you expect to get out of the relationship. Listing your personal goals is useless on a resume because the recruiter doesn't care in their initial scan. You're applying for the role so they know you want the job. What they care about is what you can do for them. They're receiving and reading hundreds of resumes for this opportunity. So yours needs to be focused on providing proof and examples that showcase how your skills meet the job description. Okay, so if you're thinking, what the heck should I be adding instead? I've got you covered. Here are three things to include in your resume instead of the objective statement. The first of these is a summary statement. Some people may also know it as a branding or a career statement. They all mean the same thing. You're going to use this to tell recruiters and hiring managers why they need you rather than why you need them. A branding or career or summary statement tells brands who you are and what you do while also highlighting what you have brought and will continue to bring to the table. This is a huge departure from the goal of objective statements that only serve to tell hiring managers what you hoped to get from them. Instead of starting with what you hope to gain, you're going to use this space to highlight accomplishments, relevant skills, experiences, and other credentials that demonstrate your value as a candidate. This way, the hiring manager has an opportunity to see exactly what you can bring even before getting to your experience section, which will automatically set you apart from your competition. As you're writing your statement, I want you to think of it as an elevator pitch for your resume. Keep it short, but full of valuable information relevant to the position that you're applying for. I'll give you an example of this in action. If your objective statement was to secure a marketing position within the fashion industry in a reputable organization for the purpose of expanding my learnings, knowledge, and skills, then your summary statement could be accomplished and enthusiastic marketing professional with three years of experience in wholesale corporate fashion. Experience includes working with several companies across various categories, including apparel, menswear, footwear, and accessories. Keen attention to detail, sharp time management, and decision-making skills recognized for generating impactful ROIs and multiple high-level sponsorship opportunities for my team. Do you see the difference? With branding statements, you immediately command attention and provide recruiters with a preview of what they can expect from you, making them curious about the information that they're going to find further down in your resume. It serves as a hook in the most professional way possible while still painting a picture for the reader of someone who's accomplished, original, and impressive. Now, for those of you who are just starting out, you too can use this format to create a powerful branding statement, even with limited experience. Use this section to speak to academic achievements, merits, or recognitions. Include notable projects or any clubs that you're a member of, especially if you hold a particular position within them. 
If you have internship or even job experience, make sure to add that in as well. It's okay if there isn't as much detail in yours as in my example. Regardless of how much information you can add to this section, remember that it's still a stronger section to add to your resume than a broad objective statement that tells the hiring manager nothing about you or what you can bring to the company. One very important note that I need to add here, regardless of how much experience you have to get the best results and ensure that the hiring manager will continue to read, you need to edit this section down. Do not add too much fluff and get right to the point. There's a difference between creating an impactful branding statement and just writing key words that you think that they'll want to read. Another section you can add to your resume to replace the objective is a skills table. This is a slight departure from the standard resume that we're used to seeing, but it can be a really powerful tool in your resume. Now, before I break down what a skills table includes, I want to let you in on an industry secret. Many people don't realize that companies use what's known as automated screening programs. The job of these programs is to weed out applicants that don't match the exact criteria the company is looking for based on keywords from the description and a candidate's resume. Now, I'm the first one who will agree that by using a program in the very first round, even before getting a chance to actually speak to the person, they're missing out on some incredibly talented people. However, some companies receive hundreds, if not thousands of resumes on any given day, and they rely on these programs so that they can receive candidates whose experience most closely resembles the job requirements that are listed on the description. A skills table, in essence, is a table where you break down your skills in a more bullet-pointed format rather than in a paragraph the way that you do for a branding statement. Using this approach gives you the opportunity to include relevant keywords on your resume and easily tailor these based on the role you're applying for instead of having to rework full sentences in your experience section. The trick to using a skills table is to include hard skills that can be quantified instead of providing soft skills. Hard skills refer to the job-related knowledge and abilities that you need in order to perform your job duties successfully. On the contrary, soft skills are the personal qualities that help you really thrive in the workplace. Before creating your skills table, I want you to take a moment to list the skills or the experience needed in order to perform the job you're applying to. Remember to list skills based on the things that can be learned for a specific role versus the personal attributes that you can demonstrate in any role. Using the marketing example I used before, a skills table could include the following bullet points. Social media marketing, negotiations and conflict management, paid social media advertising, decision management, direct email marketing, ROI competency and leadership. Skills tables are an impactful and efficient way to provide experience based on your skills while utilizing keywords or phrases that are specific to the job description. What does this mean for you as the applicant? that you're going to pass phase one, meeting the automated screening, and reach an actual hiring manager or recruiter that will not only see your resume, but may request an interview. The third option you can choose to do is go straight to your experience. Now, if your work is relevant to the position, you can decide to showcase your experience directly from the start and how it pertains to the role that you're applying for. Now, I recommend this option to people who have lots of experience and need all of the space that they can get from their resumes. Additionally, this is a great way to hook the reader from the very start with projects, accomplishments, and quantifiable figures. Just don't forget to use keywords based on the job description across your entire resume so that you're able to pass the automated screening programs and ensure your resume lands in the inbox of the hiring manager for the role. Now, for those of you who just can't part with the objective on your resume, I've got some pointers for you too. 
First, make sure your entire objective changes depending on the job that you're applying for. Resist the temptation to just change a word or two and craft your resume objective from scratch for each and every position under consideration. It needs to contain keywords specific to the position, the job description, and most valuable skills. Always remember the automated programs that I mentioned before. And finally, your objective needs to explain what you have to offer the employer, not what you're seeking in your next job or company. In the end, it's up to you to decide what you want your resume to say about you as a professional. The most important thing to remember is that every part of your resume should count, including the objective, if you feel that you need to include one. It's important to keep in mind that you only have seconds in which to make a first impression on the hiring manager or the recruiter. You cannot afford to waste time, especially right at the beginning of your resume. Opting for a resume objective statement could unintentionally send the wrong signals to prospective employers, such as a lack of understanding about current job search etiquette or even tech savvy, which could date you or leave you open to becoming the victim of age discrimination. It could also send the message of a self-serving attitude that demonstrates to potential employers that it's all about what you want and not about what you can bring to the company. By not updating a resume to include some of the features that we discussed, you're also missing out on opportunities to include key words that could move your resume past the automated screening systems and into the inboxes of actual hiring managers which could mean an interview or even the job. Now, for those of you who get frustrated just thinking about creating or updating your resume, I offer done-for-you resume packages. As part of the service, we work side-by-side to ensure that your resume is professional and that it highlights your experience and your strengths in order to secure your next interview. Head to services.mariahedian.com to learn more. The link is also included in the show notes for your convenience. and. As a gift to you for being a special Into the Fashion Industry Career Podcast listener, you'll receive 10% off any career services by using the promo code ITFI10. All right, my friend, if you found this episode helpful, or if you know someone who has been applying to job after job and may need a resume upgrade, please share this episode with them. Grab the link, text it to a friend, or better yet, I'd love if you would share it on social. I'll be back here next week with more content to help you on your fashion career journey. Bye for now.